3: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the
4: Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy
5: Emmons.
6: Welcome in to the Friday edition, which I think is the best edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. I'm Kathy Emmons from the Word FM studios, but I'm on my own today because John Hall is taking a day off. So Gary will keep things going in the other room as we go along up until 6 o'clock this evening. Uh, We're going to be talking a lot about Queen Elizabeth after her death yesterday. We're also going to be talking about some local Pittsburgh musicians who are making a splash um, all across the country. Um, We'll talk about um, reminiscing the relationship between the United States and England and the UK over the years. We'll also have a week in review, which comes up at 535, um, our weekly segment talking about where we've been, what we've talked about, what we've seen. And then at the end of the show today, things to do in our fair city of Pittsburgh this weekend. So very glad you are along for today's ride home. Um you know, I've been thinking over the last, you know, 24 or so hours about the death of Queen Elizabeth. And, you know, I don't want to be one of those people who disregards somebody in life and then all of a sudden when they die, you know, you go into like some, you know, deep recess of sentimentality. It's not it. I mean, I I, I think I'm like a lot of people who live in this country, very American in that you see the royal family and you think, really? I mean, All of the jewels and the clothes and the hats and the travel and the drama and everything else. And you think, really? Of course, then you look at how we treat the Kardashians or the Kennedys or whatever. And you think, you know, probably we're pretty much all the same. We need people's clothes to laugh at and hats to mock and all those sorts of things that make us feel better about who we are. But I will say something about the queen. I mentioned it on yesterday's show. And that is that I thought she carried herself with great dignity throughout all of her long life, and she was really inspiring to me in her devotion to responsibility. From the moment as a young woman, she took on that role as uh, the regent. She never gave it up. She never wanted it in the first place, but once it was hers, she took it incredibly seriously up until the day of her death, which was yesterday. And um, so I will always look back on yesterday as an incredibly sad day and a day to just think about someone's life that was devoted to something other than herself. And for those of us who spend our life on TikTok or looking at social media or trying to figure out what we're going to do on Friday and Saturday night, I think that's a life worthy of remembering. So we'll talk about Queen Elizabeth today. And before we get into any of that, Gary, I do believe it's time for the top four at four. For Friday, September 9th, 2022, number one. President Joe Biden has ordered federal and military buildings to fly American flags at half staff until the burial of Queen Elizabeth II, saying, quote, In a world of constant change, she was a steadying presence and a source of comfort and pride for generations of Britons, including many who have never known their country without her. Her legacy will loom large in the pages of British history and in the story of our world. King Charles III has already become the monarch and is expected. Actually, he already did deliver a televised address. We'll talk about that with Stephen Mansfield in a bit. He will take his official oaths and attend memorial services in several cities over the next few days. Members of Parliament will gather to swear oaths of loyalty to the new king, who at 73 is the oldest person ever to ascend to the British throne. He replaces the only British monarch most of us have ever known about. In fact, an analysis today from The Washington Post estimates that more than 90% of the world's population was born after Queen Elizabeth (laughs) came to the throne. Number two. Twitter has removed a post from a Carnegie Mellon University professor that called the British monarchy, quote, a thieving, raping, genocidal empire on the day that Queen Elizabeth II died. The removed post from language professor Uju Anya said of the queen, quote, May her pain be excruciating. Before being removed, Anya's tweet went viral, then was removed for violating Twitter's rules. CMU spokesman Peter Kerwin condemned the tweets about the Queen. Quote, he said this, we do not condone the offensive and objectionable message posted by Uju Anya today on her personal social media account. Free expression is core to the mission of higher education. However, the views she shared absolutely do not represent the values of the institution, nor the standards of discourse we seek to foster. Anya is faculty at CMU's Department of Modern Languages, and though her first tweet was removed, Anya went on to say this, quote, if anyone expects me to express anything but disdain for the monarch who supervised a government that sponsored the genocide that massacred and displaced half my family, and the consequences of which those alive today are still trying to overcome you can keep wishing upon a star it's from today's trip number three Steve Bannon, media figure and longtime Trump advisor, pleaded not guilty yesterday to fraud and money laundering charges in New York State related to his alleged involvement in We Build the Wall, a group that raised millions of dollars from donors who believed the money would go toward building a wall along the U.S. southern border. Former President Trump pardoned him in the final hours of his presidency. The strategist had been arrested on federal charges related to the scheme, but presidential pardons apply only to federal charges, not state prosecution. That's from today's Dispatch and number four. The NFL's regular season kicked off last night with Jared Allen and the Buff Bills romping all over the L.A. Rams who unveiled their Super Bowl banner and then proceeded to turn the ball over three times and lose 31 to 10. Rams coach Sean McVay called the game a humbling experience. We're hoping, of course, the Steelers will not be similarly humbled by the Cincy Bungles in their opening game this Sunday at 1, the first game without Ben Roethlisberger in the last 18 years of the franchise. Mitch Trubisky will lead the team in his first regular season game as Steelers' starting quarterback, and that is your top four at four. We have a lot to get to today. I have Stephen Mansfield in the On Deck Circle. We'll talk about the life and death of Queen Elizabeth II with the New York Times bestselling author. So stay with us. It's the Friday edition. ride right Home.
7: 101.5 WORD. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends.
2: With the best new music. New, new-, new music. We all need Jesus. New music from Danny Gokey.
5: We all need Jesus
2: perfectly love new music from Rachel Lampa and build a boat from Colton Dixon celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music.
7: 101.5 Word FM on the weekend.
8: As the war on Ukraine stretches into six months, the needs of displaced and refugee families continue to grow.
0: We cook on open fires under shelling and bombs just because if you don't, you will have nothing to eat.
8: Millions are still homeless, waiting for an end to the fighting so they can figure out what comes next. They remain in desperate need of essentials, including food. Since March, Food for the Poor and our ministry partners Have shipped more than 10 million meals to displaced families. These meals have been distributed through pastors and refugee assistance centers throughout Ukraine and surrounding countries, and the help is gratefully received. But the need for food is ongoing. So, will you please consider giving a generous gift right now? Each meal costs just 25 cents, so a little goes a long way. $50 will provide 200 meals, $150 sends 600. Please give your most compassionate gift now. Text Send Hope, all one word, to 91999. Text send hope all one word to 91999 and we'll send you a link to give or click the help ukraine banner at wordfm.com
9: At the Original Mattress Factory, quality is at the heart of everything we do. While mainstream mattress companies have decreased their quality to cut costs, OMF still hand-builds our mattresses and box springs to last. We build two-sided mattresses that can be flipped and rotated to improve long-term comfort and durability. We also build real flexing box springs that act as a shock absorber for the mattress. It's all designed with you in mind visit an OMF location today to see the original Mattress Factory difference for yourself.
2: Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412 or visit Bachmansroofing.com. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life & Legacy show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life & Legacy show.
6: The death of Queen Elizabeth II took no one by surprise. In fact, as the um, as the British government had planned, there was an announcement earlier in the day that she was suffering greatly. And so we expected that her death was imminent. And it's, still, though, um, to think of how long she reigned and what she reigned over over. And I don't just mean the size of the United Kingdom. I mean, just the, the changes that happened during her reign, um, the changes in society, the changes in family that were mirrored by, of course, the changes in her own family and just the incredible alteration um, of what the world looked like when she took over and when she passed away. And she was the responsible uh, some would say, aloof regent the entire time. And so um, I think it's a life worthy of looking back on. And we've invited someone who has done a lot of work on uh, the history of Queen Elizabeth and someone I'm always happy to talk to, you, Stephen Mansfield. Stephen is New York Times bestselling author of a whole bunch of books I love, including Lincoln's Battle with God, The Faith of Barack Obama, and Choosing Donald Trump. Stephen, always glad to have you. Welcome back.
10: Great to be with you, Kathy. Thank you.
6: So talk first off, Stephen, about your interest in Queen Elizabeth. Um, When did it start for you?
10: Well, I grew up the son of an army officer, and so we lived in Berlin for a lot of years. And during that time, my father, this was back during the Cold War when the wall was still up, my father spent a lot of time, my parents spent a lot of time with British officers and their families. And they began to talk about the queen and how much they loved the queen. And they had pictures of the queen in their home. And it was a little odd for me. I was a teenager, but I began to pay attention to her. And as I read about her life, later majored in history in college, uh, I was inspired by her. Uh, it's not just the length of her reign, it's her character. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole story of how she even became queen is moving. But um, I'm a little bit weird and geeky. I'll admit it right now. Up front, I have a picture of her in my office here in D.C. and then also in Nashville. And Uh, Anyone who knows me hears more about the Queen than they want to. So uh, I've always admired her, always admired how she led. uh, And she's always been an influence on me. Her speeches, her thoughts, the way she conducted herself through crisis. And so it's a lifetime passion.
6: Wow. I had no idea, Stephen. And so for such a time as this, I'm glad that you're on the show to talk about the Queen. Now, I have a different background than you. I mentioned earlier before you came on the show that for most of my life, I was pretty anti-monarchy or maybe just super American, which was, I thought like there was a reason that we distanced ourselves from that crazy thing. Um, So let's not get into the whole thing with the hats and the drama and all of that. But from an unlikely source, the crown, Uh, which is uh, a uh, drama produced by Netflix and not necessarily condoned by the queen or the royal family, I have to tell you, Stephen, it really worked on me. And all of a sudden, I was able to see her more as a person... Um, instead of as a representative of a certain form of government. And so then I started doing my own reading. I didn't want to just be, you know, satisfied with what the crown was giving because that's a show. I mean, come on. I'm not looking at that as like history.com. Um, sure. And what a fascinating life. And so now I feel like I've almost come full circle and I really mourned her death yesterday. So, um, so talk to me about, um, why you, re- why you admire her. And what things about her long life you respect most?
10: Well, one of the things we have to know is that the British monarchy is somewhat like the British people are not are definitely not American when american a president a person runs for president of the United States, we know their underwear type. We know what they drink and eat. We know their dog's name. It's very familiar, it's very warm, it's very huggy. That's just not the British tradition culturally. But it's also not the certainly not the way the monarchy was. And yet, within that range, within that r- uh, framework, she broke from a great many of those very cold, distant, removed traditions. Um, for example, she and her father did a tour of South Africa, mm-hmm. and chiefs would come from the tribes. And the, the monarch and his daughter had been told, don't touch them. Don't shake hands with them. Don't put medals on them. Don't do it. It's not done. And they did it anyway. Well, now, that sounds rather mild by our comparison, you know, I mean, to not touch a person of a different race or color. Um, But this was in the 1940s, and it wasn't done, especially by monarchy. She broke from that. Um, One of the phrases that I really admire of hers came from a speech she made on her 21st birthday, and I'm sure it was written for her. But I think a few words have become kind of a mantra for her. Hold on, Stephen.
6: Stephen, I'm going to stop you there because I have audio audio of that speech. So perhaps Ah. perhaps you pick the same part that I picked. Gary, run that for us, would you?
11: I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and to the service of our great imperial family, to which we all belong. But I shall not have strength to carry out this resolution alone unless you join in it with me, as I now invite you to do. I know that your support will be unfailingly given. God help me to make good my vow, and God bless all of you who are willing to share in it.
10: Stephen? Powerful, powerful that the, the, the words I was thinking of come earlier and they are, she said, we must have a high courage and a mm-hmm. quiet heart. And there was actually a period of time when I wanted to write a book on the queen. I haven't, but I wanted to write a book about her. And that would have been my title, a high courage and a quiet heart, because I think, uh, you know again, our American ears hear her high voice and the the high English and the and the pronunciation, and it can we can giggle a little bit because we're not used to that. We, we speak a lot of slang, and you know our presidents basically speak in the same dialects that we do. Um, but I think she committed herself to her country and time and again made uh, commitments and sacrifices, though she's of course a, was a stunningly wealthy woman. She made sacrifices that for her country, as her father had done. By the way, her father was not even supposed to be king, and um, had uh, George uh, Edward the Eighth not abdicated, uh, his father, her father, would not even have become king, and therefore she would not have become queen. So sacrifices time and again, and uh, I I admire that. I admire her character. I admire the way that she led calmly. If I can just go on for one more moment. Yeah, please. Um, One one thing that really moved me was uh, people may remember one time uh, that she was riding a horse alone in the middle of a parade through London Mm -hmm. when gunshots rang out and the security forces began to scurry to find the assassin and so on. And uh, her bodyguards began to rush towards her, but she waved them off and quieted her horse and sat there in the middle of the road while gunshots were sounding, and she didn't know where the shots came from, but she had long before decided to embody and symbolize the character that she wanted to see among her people. And so I think that's one of the most Mm -hmm. astonishing moments of character I've ever seen, a woman alone in the middle of a wide road in London on her horse. For all she knows, she's just been fired at, and she sits there, quiets her horse, backs off her bodyguards to say to England, this is what courage looks like. This is what undaunted looks like. Um, And, and uh, model it for her people. And that's, uh,
6: that scene and many others like it are among the reasons that uh, England's in grief, such
10: deep grief today.
6: That's an amazing story, Stephen. I mean, I remember the shots ringing out. I did not know, did not remember, perhaps never even noticed her, you know, her choice to, to wave off security. That is I can't think of another world leader who would ever even consider doing something like that. Well, and, and the, I, the, the I wouldn't is- consider doing something like that. Forget world <laughs> leaders. Yeah, I think I think
10: I'm the same, um, but that's the difference between uh, Queen Elizabeth II and you and me, if I may say it kindly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is that she had already decided that she would call her people to something higher. You know, we we Americans broke from uh, the, the the monarchy. Uh, We can sometimes laugh at the idea of monarchy and noblesse oblige and the idea that nobility obligates and what have you. Um, But in England, they take it seriously, and the monarchy certainly takes it seriously, not maybe some in the next generation, but certainly the queen, um, again, having been mentored in monarchy matters by her father. And so she had already decided, she had told people, if the moment comes, I will sit still and take it as God intends. Um, because of what it will kindle in the hearts of my people. I mean, that's really how she thought. So we, again, as you said earlier, we can focus on the hats and the fashion and the dogs and what have you. And uh, Of course, we can all love the idea of flying around our country in 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 a helicopter and all the privileges she had. Um, But at moments that counted, she didn't just do her job. She played her role as she thought, and she was a deep Christian, by the way, as she thought, Um, that God had called her to. And that moment to me is the the, the zenith Mm -hmm. of that entire attitude that she had towards her, her calling as monarch.
6: Stephen Mansfield with me, New York Times bestselling author of Lincoln's Battle with God and Never Give In, the extraordinary character of Winston Churchill. Uh, Speaking of Mr. Churchill, um, she had a unique relationship with the prime ministers of the UK. And um, I've read countless pieces in the last week or so talking about how tight lipped she always was, not even tight lipped. Her confidence, their confidence, the relationship she had with the prime ministers was absolute so that they could say whatever they wanted to say in her presence. And she would never speak of it. She said that she kind of looked at herself as a sponge, that whatever it is they were going through or needed to get out, she could absorb it when they were together.
10: Well, and that's a little bit of difference between the British system and the U.S. system. Uh, The queen is monarch. She's queen. At the same time. The prime minister represents the people, and the people have a role in advising and speaking to the queen. So at that moment, uh, when, when she's meeting with her prime ministers, um, she, she's not the monarch lording over them. Uh, she is the monarch receiving input, feedback, reporting from her people via the prime minister. And uh, so th- those are powerful moments, and I'm glad that she got to meet the current prime minister, mm-hmm. uh, Liz Truss, um but it's it's always moved me, and I think it has a lot of the commentators this week. Um, that her first prime minister was Winston Churchill. So she got a little tutoring. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and uh, many, many prime ministers have said when the Queen's first prime minister was Winston Churchill, uh, it's a high bar to reach
6: for. Mm, isn't that the truth? Um, we have a couple more minutes before we have to break, Stephen. So I want to ask you about some important moments that you think of. You mentioned uh, the shots ringing out when the Queen was on her horse. What other moments come to mind when you think of perhaps public moments for her that she presided over or private things that she ended up having to address? What do you think?
10: Well, you know, there are some private moments that I can just mention, not that I was there, obviously, but that we're told that we spoken of later. Uh, one is that because she uh, of her commitment, her character, uh, the sacrificial attitude towards being a monarch that we've spoken of, other monarchs in the world came to her privately for counsel or called her privately. How do we do this? I mean, monarchy is a challenge thing in our world, a thing in decline. And uh, she was the, the queen of all queens, so to speak, uh, the, 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 he, the chief monarch in the world, especially after 50, 60, 70 years. And so other monarchs came to her in private. That's always moved me uh, that that's the way it was. Another thing that moves me is uh, she had a deep spiritual sense that her people were in spiritual need. And so uh, she asked Billy Graham when she famously met with him, and you saw this in The Crown, uh, she asked him to pray for her people and to pray for her family. And he said he would, and that he would pray every day of his life for her. And he did. As far as we know, mm-hmm. uh, he would report this to his family. He prayed for the Queen of England and her family every day of his life after that moment. Some of the public moments that that move me um, have to do with the deep suffering. Um, we've all seen this picture of the Queen uh, sitting in the chapel, uh, at her husband's funeral mm-hmm. with a mask on that we've all worn, a black mask. She's sitting by herself. Now, what now? The, what people may not know is here she is at her husband's funeral. If there's ever a moment at which she'd like to have the comforts of her family, that would be it. But because her country uh, was going through the, the separations because of COVID, you know, the distancing and because the, her country was required to wear masks at funerals, et cetera. In fact, in some cases, Funerals didn't even happen because of COVID restrictions. Um, she chose to endure the isolation and to wear the mask and not be seen, etc. Um, again, maybe some would say small sacrifices, but I love the fact that she always identified uh, with her people in that regard. So yeah. there she is at the funeral of the Prince of the Realm, her husband of many, many, many decades. And what does she do? She sits alone and masked. Mm -hmm. um, to say, I, I don't want to not, not endure what my people are enduring. So these are moments that reflect what I know to be, um, a deeper heart, a deeper commitment, a spirit that I think, um, is what we're celebrating now as she's passed.
6: And in contrast, even of course, to, uh, leaders here in the U.S. and you know Boris Johnson in the U.K. who endured criticism because they would not be in public the way they were telling everyone else to be in public or wouldn't be in private what they were telling other people to be in private. And so the fact that the Queen decided to do that showed that she really was taking a different path.
10: Well, and there's a bit of language going on there. That's how she would rebuke a prime minister. <laughs> she, mm-hmm. she would live higher that person, she would step up to a higher plane. Uh, she did it with a number of prime ministers. Um, when one prime minister was found to be a, a little bit drunk at a, at a party, and it was, became famous and became embarrassing, she said, "You know, I think we'll do without liquor for a while here at the palace, um, just just to show that we have mastery over it." Kind of a Christian fasting attitude. Uh, but why was she? What was she doing? She would never have said to that prime minister, "You're drunk and you're disgusting." Uh, but what she did was shame him almost internationally just by character. And that's how how she spoke. That's how she used that professional political language.
6: Stephen, that's a lot of power, isn't it?
10: It is. It is. And I love it. And I love the idea that in our highly verbal world, she was leading by example and by, again, that quiet heart that uh, is so amazingly powerful, as you
6: say. Stephen Mansfield with me, New York Times bestselling author of The Faith of Barack Obama, Choosing Donald Trump and Never Give In*: the Extraordinary Character of Winston Churchill. We need to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation of the passing of Queen Elizabeth II with Stephen Mansfield. Thanks for being with me. Friday edition of The Ride Home.
12: Want to say big on new blinds? Blindster.com offers custom-made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Shop Blindster now and save 45% off any order. Just use code radio. Offer and soon. Shop today. Blindster.com.
13: You've all helped build my pillow into this amazing company. And now Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. Hey, this is John Hall. The Percale and Giza Dream Bedsheet sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale for as low as twenty nine ninety-eight with our listener promo code. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream Sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. These come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. This offer will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bed sheets. For
5: the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com.
9: Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the Digital Marketing Specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group, Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com salem media group is an equal opportunity employer
1: train up a child in the way they should go well you know the rest
7: Everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at WordFM.com, the WordFM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
4: We'll see a moonlit sky for tonight with areas of late night fog. Expect a nighttime low of 62. Tomorrow, areas of morning fog, otherwise sunshine giving way to clouds, will reach a high tomorrow of 78. Tomorrow night, considerable clouds with occasional rain late at a low of 63. Sunday, cloudy skies with a couple of showers will reach a high Sunday of 75. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
6: We're taking time to remember Queen Elizabeth II, who passed away yesterday. King Charles III has taken the crown today, he spoke this afternoon, and um, we're discussing the events of the day with Stephen Mansfield, New York Times bestselling author of Never Give In, The Extraordinary Character of Winston Churchill and The Faith of Barack Obama, among many other. We'll talk about more of Steven's writing before the end of our time together. Um, Stephen, let me thank you again for um, talking about this today, and I'm super geeked at how geeky you are and have been. I want to congratulate you on your geekdom about uh, Queen Elizabeth at this point. Um, okay, this is something I was thinking of today and something I read um, in a really excellent piece put out on uh, BBC.com uh, written by the um, royal correspondent Johnny Diamond. He said this It was her decision to allow her coronation to be televised. It was Elizabeth's Elizabeth's decision to televise the Christmas broadcast. Her decision to speak live to the nation after the death of Princess Diana. Quote she said, I have to be seen to be believed. Can you talk about that?
10: Yeah again this is a, this is an odd thing about her because we tend to think of the monarchy as somewhat staid and you know entombed in their palaces and what have you but for who they were and for the for, in terms of the tradition from which she came she was quite modern and she was quite media oriented mm-hmm. Uh, she made a Christmas address every year. It may not sound like much to us, but she spoke very personally oh, yeah. about her faith and her family. Again, not that odd for us as Americans, where we know, you know what the president's having for dinner. Um, but very unusual for this monarchy of centuries. Um, she allowed cameras into the house, and they did a famously did this documentary that you that is referenced in the article. Um, she she was aware, she allowed herself um to be convinced by her prime minister to speak when Diana died. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there obviously had been difficulty there. There had been a divorce and Diana had been, uh, perhaps rightly, but we can't judge from this distance, but somewhat insulting about the royal family. It was natural they might have withdrawn. Um, but instead, she stepped up and spoke as a grandmother to the nation. Again, not that unusual for us Americans who put everything on social media and on television. But for her, this was very avant-garde. This was very risky, and I think she propelled the monarchy forward in that sense. And we're going to see more of this in the and Charles and those who come after, um, because she first plowed the ground. Again, it doesn't look at you know I'm Uh, risky to us, but in terms of British culture and certainly the British monarchy, it was groundbreaking.
5: Mm
6: -hmm. Let me read you another quote from the uh, queen. She said this, I find that one of the sad things, and she said this in the late 1980s, is that people don't take odd jobs for life. They try different things the whole time.
10: Yeah. Well, this is a woman who held the same job for 70 years. (laughs) Uh, This is a woman whose father Probably was killed by his job, a job he wasn't yep. even supposed to have. He mm-hmm. wanted to just be a commander in the Navy all of his life. Uh, he was the naval officer. So, she so it was, was a woman- job
6: he didn't want and it was a, sh- no. a job she didn't want. And yet all these years later, she's saying, I think it's sad that people don't commit.
10: Well, because she sees the fruit of it. Uh, she sees the fruit. She always admired people who had done things for years and years and become good at it. She would get on her airplane and talk to the pilots whom she'd not met before in some cases and was marveling at their 40-year development of skills so they could fly the Queen of England around. And suddenly she was a teenager doing a research paper rather than the Queen of England, uh, you know, learning about these things. She talked to a cook or she talked to a bricklayer. She liked people who developed skills over a lifetime, and she particularly was drawn to people who saw it as a calling and did it for a higher purpose, even if it was dentistry or teaching in a public school or what have you. So all of that to say, she she was a woman who who really did, I I think the obituaries are absolutely right, the ones that are saying that she was about duty, Mm -hmm. she was about honor, she was about country, uh, she was about sacrifice, that had been her training. Bear in mind, she was raised by monarchs uh, who gave their lives to the people, and her father literally, quite literally, laid down his life uh, Mm -hmm. to take the lead an older brother didn't take um, and sacrifice his life. And during World War II, he didn't live much beyond it because of because of the stresses of that time, stresses that really weren't supposed to be his.
6: Right. What about, um, you know, I guess each one of these stories is another example of really showing Uh, extraordinary grace, composure, and confidence, but also a certainty of mission um, that I have also come to admire. Um, I I was reading about her first visit to Ireland, her state visit to Ireland, and talk about a a really difficult thing to be a part of, to know how to present yourself in, to know what to say and what not to say and what to do. I mean... um, what do you know about that, Stephen? And and how how does that strike you?
10: Well, you know, she said that she admired Winston Churchill, who during the bombing of London and during the blitz of World War II would would rush out and go to the bomb sites and even pull bodies out of the rubble. And, yeah, he had a bowler hat and a cigar in his mouth, but he uh, but but he still served and, and he'd go to the tops of buildings during the raids and fire his pistol at the German planes. I mean, he wanted to be engaged. And I think that was her instinct. But again, there are things monarchies, royalty should not do. So she had many arguments with her aides. You know, if there was a, a building collapsed or a mine collapsed, or if there was a horrible strike and people were suffering, uh, or if there were storms, she always wanted to go. She wanted to be in the middle of it. Many times she won these arguments, by the way. And there she is in her hat her purse, you know, in the middle of rubble or smoking ruins right. or holding a little baby. Um, she, she was more alive than we know, because again, the media and the monarchy, media around the monarchy entombs them by the way, real quickly, she was also hilarious. She had a tremendous sense of humor. She was known to, to be a perfect mimic. She apparently did a very good Donald Trump. And, um, <laughs> one oh, I would have paid was,
6: money to hear that.
10: Oh, I wish that we'd gotten that on film. Um, once she was waiting for uh, Mr. Putin from Russia to get out of a limo. And just at that moment, some dogs started barking off at a distance. And she turned to an aide and said, "Don't dogs have great instincts? Meaning, they're barking at this (laughs) evil man. She didn't like him. Um, And that's the again. It's it's dry. It's not Saturday Night Live kind of humor, but it's it's spot on as the British say. It's quintessentially Uh, British, right? Exactly. It's
6: the proper thing to say at the proper time. Um, Let's talk about her before we leave uh, and her family. Uh, Family was very important to her, but the crown came first. Uh, She was. She seemed to be." From everything I've read, a loving mother, but an aloof mother. Um, talk about that, and and what um, what what that showed to the country
10: or to the world. You know, she loved her children, of course. But bear in mind, we only we can't go, we never go too far beyond our mentoring. And the fact is that she was mentored by a grandmother and a mother uh, in the whole art of motherhood. Um, about being somewhat aloof. You know, uh, again, I allude to Churchill just briefly. Um, his parents put him in, in boarding school mm-hmm. almost his entire life um, during the Victorian era, which then influenced the era that Elizabeth lived in and Churchill lived in. Um, the children were brought in, the upper class children were brought into the parents for maybe an hour or two a day. They spent time with them in the parlor and the servants took care of them the rest of the time. Well, it wasn't that extreme with Elizabeth, but it was close. It was still close, highly regimented. Her father was, you know, a monarch or king uh, later on. And so she was, again, we have to give her credit for how far she came and given where she started. She was much warmer, uh, much more uh, loving than, um, her, than what she had received in her own mm. life. Now, by by certainly American standards and by modern standards post-60s, for example, even in England, um, she was aloof. And and they 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 literally believed that being a little bit aloof and causing your children, allowing your children to be a little bit lonely and have to over- overcome it made them better, made them stronger. You were serving them well, they believed. So this was the whole idea of, Packing your children off to what they call public school, which is actually American private school, um, and and causing them to to accomplish things. and So all that to say, yeah, she she was aloof. She admits it. And by the way, she said in later life that she regretted that, Mm. that she wished that she'd been part of the more modern era in only she wasn't much of a modernist, but in the sense of um, the freedom to express your emotions. But, you know, you watch the films and her sons definitely say, I mean, her grandsons definitely say. There were hugs, there were kisses, there were cookies, there were songs. I mean she learned, she grew okay. and um, I don't my my- ch- I now have grandchildren. my children say, "Oh my gosh, we wish Dad had been this warm with us. <laughs> I mean, he's crazy about his grandchildren and and that's I think what's going on in the royal family, believe it or not. That the, the children go, well, she was awfully reserved, but the grandchildren say, well, she learned her lessons, though, and she was effusive with us. And so mm. uh, I, th- I think she, I think she was a woman who emerged quite a bit, a great distance to her credit from the way that she was uh, mentored and, and, and taught.
6: Stephen, one more break we're up against. Can you stay with us for just a couple more? I can. Terrific. That's Stephen Mansfield. We're going to talk about his writing after the break. Also, when we come back, we'll talk about the faith of Queen Elizabeth to close out our conversation with Stephen Mansfield. Friday edition, Ride Home. 101.5
7: WORD.
8: As the war in Ukraine drags on, innocent refugee families are in desperate need of food. Food for the poor has sent millions of meals already, but more are needed. You can make a huge difference answering these families' prayers and pleas for food. 25 cents sends one meal to Ukraine, so a gift of $100 will send 400 meals. Please give your best gift now. Just text Send Hope, all one word, to 91999. Text Send Hope to 91999, and we'll send you a link to give. Or click to help Ukraine back. At wordfm.com.
11: Before Bamboo HR, (laughs) I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had.
14: learning from them, and then building stuff for them.
9: Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR.
1: We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com HR.
3: International travel is open again. So now is the perfect time for that trip to Israel, the trip of a lifetime. A trip to the Holy Land will bring you face-to-face with one of the most fascinating countries on earth. More than just a vacation, this meaningful trip is your opportunity to enjoy the freedom to travel again, walking the ancient streets of Jerusalem where Jesus walked, sailing the Sea of Galilee, and floating in the mineral-rich Dead Sea with its healing and rejuvenating power.
14: Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC.
6: We're back with Stephen Mansfield, New, York's ta- New York Times bestselling author of Men on Fire, Restoring the Forces that Forge Noble Manhood. Also, um, where has Oprah taken us? Uh, this is a book from at least 10 years ago, but a book that I really loved so much. I want to recommend it to you. Um, such an interesting take and a, a really interesting treatment of what is going, what was going on in America at the time that Oprah was at the apex of her influence. Um, but Stephen, we're talking today um, about Queen Elizabeth II. I want to thank you for being with me for so long today and talking about the queen. Um, So let's just finish out our conversation with the faith of the woman. Um, She was not shy in talking about it. Plus that was part of her role to be the head of the Anglican church. Um, Talk about what we know and what has stood out to you. Well,
10: you know, I actually tell my friends and and I can say it this way, probably best in my family, we would watch the queen's Christmas address every year Hmm. It was just part of our ritual. We usually catch it on YouTube and not li- uh, live because of the time difference. Um, and every year, the queen would witness to her faith. She would say to a nation, by the way, England's very diverse and in a large part Muslim, as you know. Um, but uh, she would say, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And he's, he gives me hope and gives me strength to endure the difficulties of this, uh, of this age. And this is the queen of England talking. Um, now, some presidents have spoken that way. Some prime ministers of other countries have spoken that way. Um, but she was known to be deeply devoted. She went to a private chapel often. She sought the counsel of uh, her chaplain. She had she had a, the queen has a, her own private chaplain, and she chose that person carefully. Um, she, she encouraged Philip in his faith, and as you saw, probably in the crown, he had a kind of a, a, a transformational experience, and also came to a deep faith. So. I think we have to take at face value what people like Billy Graham Mm -hmm. and the Archbishop of Canterbury and the Queen of herself have told us. Um, And and by the way, she took great risk to be so overtly Christian uh, as the monarch of this very diverse country. But uh, she's one of the most outspoken uh, witnesses to her faith, uh, I think, on the planet today. And I think that that says a lot about her.
6: Yeah. I think it does as well. Stephen, let's change focus. I want to ask you about your writing, what you have in the hopper, um, what you see coming up, and then I'm going to talk about a couple of my favorite of your books before you leave us.
10: Well, I appreciate that very much. um, I'm between books right now taking a little bit of a break from writing, but I've always got things in mind. I plan to do Mm -hmm. eventually a book on Uh, how self-education, uh, shaped American history, people studying on their own, not getting degrees, but just studying aggressively like Lincoln and so on. Um, and, and what that means in our time, I'll always continue to do biographies. Um, I might do a book with a Nashville star about guitars, (laughs) things like that. I'm interested in everything. So, uh, A lot of things I'm fascinated about.
6: Okay, well, Stephen, let me just take our listeners through a couple of things. I I mentioned Where Has Oprah Taken Us, uh, which was written back in, I don't know, what year do you think that was?
10: That's got to be a decade. Uh, yeah, maybe I, think it, years, I think it 12 is. 12 but I'm, t- I'm,
6: yeah. I'm telling you, it's one of my favorite of your books simply because of what a, what a wonderful treatment you did of where we were in America at the time. The title of the book is Where Has Oprah Taken Us? The Religious Influence of the World's Most Famous Woman. And I also have to bring up Choosing Donald Trump because I've said this before on the air. I probably say it every time you're here. I think it's the single best book on talking about Donald Trump. It helped me to see him in a different way, a complex character. Appreciate your treatment of it, the way that you handle that over and your kindness to us over the years, Stephen. So terrific to talk to you today. Thank you so much.
10: Kathy, great to be with you. Thank Mm -hmm. you.
6: That's Stephen Mansfield. Check out his many, many books wherever you purchase your books.
14: Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a can't-miss offer. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if your team loses, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code YARD. That's promo code YARD. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope and 467 369 Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued adopted. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and
13: terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. You've all helped build My Pillow into this amazing company. And now, Mike Lind. Inventor and CEO wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. Hey, this is John Hall. The Percale and Giza Dream Bed Sheet Sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale for as low as twenty nine ninety eight with our listener promo code. Order now because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream Sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. These come with a ten year warranty and a sixty day money back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. This offer will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bed sheets. For the
9: best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training, you just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group, Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. In
6: his role as President Joe Biden's climate czar, John Kerry has flown more than 180,000 miles, flights that emitted more than nine and a half million pounds of carbon. A new analysis released today by the Washington Free Beacon found the Free Beacon reviewed 75 of John Kerry's official travel announcements from March of 21 to July of 22, in which show, in which is shown that Kerry did uh, fly the 180,000 plus miles. That's the equivalent, by the way, of traveling around the world more than seven times. And he did this to discuss climate change with various world leaders. We are, at, let me just say that I'm pretty sure that we're all like used to Zoom at this point. But anyway, uh, planes on average produce 53.3 pounds of carbon dioxide per mile traveled, um, meaning that Kerry's flights have produced this huge figure of 9.54 million pounds, roughly 300 times the average American's carbon footprint. Um, it is unclear how many miles he will have to travel to solve the Crisis of climate change. His trips, these types of trips, have been sworn off by other prominent climate activists around the world. We've all probably heard of Swedish teenager Greta Thunberg, who's probably about 17 years old by now. Anyway, Greta refuses to fly because of carbon emissions. In 2019, she traveled from Europe to the Climate Summit in New York City, if you remember, via sailboat. To achieve carbon neutrality, Uh, John Kerry, meanwhile, has argued that people won't have to, quote, give up a quality of life to defeat climate change because carbon reductions are going to come from technologies we don't have yet.
3: Does John Kerry have a sailboat?
6: No, I don't. He probably is not confident enough to get from the UK (laughs) to New York. Uh, Greta Thunberg ridiculed the comment, tweeting, this is a funny response. Great news. I spoke to Harry Potter and he said he'll team up with Gandalf, Sherlock Holmes and the Avengers and get started right away. Now, John Kerry has long been considered a frequent flyer himself. His family owns a Gulfstream private jet, which is estimated to be worth about four and a half million dollars. And that jet, since Biden took office, has made at least 48 trips, which adds up to 715,000 pounds of carbon in the process. Still, though, in spite of all of these numbers, John Kerry defends his private plane travel, saying, quote, If you offset your carbon, it's the only choice for somebody like me who's traveling the world to win this battle. And that's the problem, right, with giving up anything, is the fact that we want other people to do it. We don't want to do it ourselves. And for as much as, you know, Greta Thunberg has really, you know, been difficult to take over the years, she's absolutely right in her attitude about this. Because if you really think it's important, then you have to act like it's really important. You can't say it's important and then do whatever you want and use your private jet to emit more than 715,000 pounds of carbon in the process. Because... When you do that, we all know what happens is that people like us, people like me, I'll speak for myself, sit there and look at it and say, well, obviously you don't think climate change is that much of an issue or you wouldn't be doing what you're doing and flying all over the country. So um, I guess I can be inspired by this um, in just realizing that there are times in everybody's life when we think that we are so important and our issue or our crusade is so important that the rules shouldn't apply to us. Right. And that, you know, based on the calamity of the day or the difficulty of my personal moment or whatever it is, I can skirt the rules and I can do whatever I want, because for somebody like me, as John Kerry said, it's important that I do what I have to do. I mean, that's not how God's called us to live. Um, We're supposed to submit. We're supposed to love our enemies. We're supposed to turn the other cheek. And it's difficult as all that is. And I would say nay, almost impossible Um, It's still how we're called to live. And um, we have the grace of God that sustains us when we fall short. But the bottom line is the standards don't change. And that's what we have to hold ourselves to. Anyway, thanks for joining me in the first hour of today's program. John Hall taking a day off. Hope that he's enjoying his time off today. Uh, I also want to thank all of you who were so present with us over the last couple days in being part of our mission to take uh, meals to Ukrainian refugees all over that huge, huge country um, who are in disarray uh, after the Russian invasion. And so if you're still interested in giving to food for the poor, we would so gratefully receive that gift at wordfm.com. There's a a blue and yellow banner at the top of the page that says help Ukraine. If you click on that, you can just give your gift right in there. It'll take you through the portal and you can be in and out in about 60 seconds. Um, Again, so grateful that you stayed with us. Thank you each one of you who gave each one of you who's considering a gift um and like i said the internet's open we would gratefully receive that all right in our five o'clock hour we'll continue to talk about queen elizabeth also we'll welcome pittsburgh musician kenny stalker to the air we'll hear some new music and we'll have a week in review so stay with us right home 101.5
7: W O R D F M Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Play the word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
4: CUFire.org. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. King Charles III has made his first speech to the nation as Britain's new monarch. Karen Chumas with that report.
6: In a speech televised to the nation and streamed at St. Paul's Cathedral during a service of remembrance to the Queen, the King vowed to dedicate the rest of his life to serving the nation the
15: way his mother had done before him. The King acknowledged the support of who he called his darling
6: wife and also conveyed his feelings towards his youngest son.
12: I want also to express my love for Harry and Meghan.
6: At the end of his speech, the new monarch spoke almost intimately to his mother in a public and Final goodbye.
12: To my darling Mama, as you begin your last great journey to join my dear late Papa, I want simply to say this thank you.
15: Karen Chamas, London.
4: This is SRN News.
15: Attention, this is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repaired costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-279-7495. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-279-7495 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-279-7495. What do you have to lose? Call 800-279-7495. Again, 800-279-7495.
16: Are big drops on Wall Street making you nervous? Make no mistake, this downturn could have a serious effect on your finances. Hey, this is Ethan Lane. That's why my team and I at Accurate Solutions Group are offering you a free guide to help you take a proactive approach to the ongoing economic uncertainty. Text the word RETIRE to 412 515 3555 to receive your copy of Retiring in Uncertain Times. If you're worried about where the economy is headed, take charge of your retirement. and get your copy today market downturns and economic slowdowns are inevitable but you've worked too hard to leave your life savings to chance discover what you can do during this down market with help from this free guide from accurate solutions group get your copy now by texting retire to 412-515-3555 firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal.
17: This is Greg Trzynski from the original Mattress Factory. Sometimes customers are a little surprised when they first walk through our doors. They don't always expect our prices to be so fair for such a high-quality product. My father found that producing our mattresses in our own local factories would eliminate the middleman, providing a higher-quality product at a lower price than mainstream brands. It's the secret to our success that we are happy to share with anyone that comes through our doors. Visit an OMF location today to see the original Mattress Factory secret for yourself.
3: Are you ready to deepen your faith on a spectacular nine-day Mediterranean cruise? join Alistair Begg in August 2023 to renew your vision, purpose, and connection with Christ as Alistair powerfully unpacks God's Word. Explore the biblical landscapes Paul encountered as he shared the gospel along breathtaking cliffside villages. Simply call 855-565-5519 or visit deeperfaithcruise.com
4: for all the details. We'll see a moonlit sky for tonight with areas of late night fog. Expect a nighttime low of 62. Tomorrow, areas of morning fog, otherwise sunshine, giving way to clouds, will reach a high tomorrow of 78. Tomorrow night, considerable clouds with occasional rain late at a low of 63. Sunday, cloudy skies with a couple of showers will reach a high Sunday of 75. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
3: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live
4: from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
6: Happy to have you with us today. My on-air partner, John Hall, taking a day off. And so I come to you from the Word FM studios alone Gary in the other room, keeping all of the tracks running on time. Um, And I'm absolutely eternally grateful for that, um, because that kind of tech is not my thing. Um, However, I've had my head in my iPad or my phone ever since the death of Queen Elizabeth yesterday. I've read endless articles and looked at websites and, you know, hung out on Twitter and, you know, did all sorts of things. I've seen a lot of um, photographs that are wonderful, video tributes um, from all sorts of different news sectors in America. But I think... I think the most interesting to me are what Brits are saying themselves. Of course, it's their country. She was their queen. Um, And it also gives them an opportunity to reflect on where their country's been over the last 70 years, how much they've changed, uh, how much they've seen her age, and how much they've aged along with her. Or as uh, an article I read today said, the, the, um, the empire declined along with her over the years. Um, and so the UK is definitely a different bit than it was uh, when she came uh, to reign. And and, and yet um, it's a modern world and the United States is not the same as it was post-World War II either. And I do believe that she carried the changes with grace. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show today, the thing I admired so much about her, more than anything really, is her sense of responsibility. Um, and she just showed up. She showed up. She was gracious. um, She was guarded. She was aloof. Uh, She wasn't, you know, anybody's best friend. She wasn't interested in doing an interview. You know, she never did one interview in all the years that she was queen. I mean, can anyone in any power position like that in today's uh, Internet age or social media age imagine never doing an interview? She didn't have to. Um, she certainly had enough power behind her, the history of the British crown. Um, but in um, today's BBC.com, out of all the, all the articles I read, uh, the most interesting one to me was by Johnny Diamond, royal correspondent. And it's called Death of Queen Elizabeth II The Moment History Stops. And there are so many um, fascinating things that he tells. It's about 30. 35 pages long if you printed it out. Um, But one thing kind of stuck out to me and I wanted to share it with you. He talked about Queen Elizabeth's trip to uh, the south of Ireland in 2011 and um, not for a hundred years had a British monarch been in the south of Ireland. How about that? When her grandfather visited in 1911 um, the island of Ireland was one, part of the UK um, and Ireland. Uh, but then, of course, all the troubles. There was revolt, there was violence, there was partition, and then, of course, independence would follow. Um, after World War II, there was more violence against the existence of the partition border. And then, as I mentioned, all of the 30 terrible years, uh, the terrorist campaigns in Northern Ireland, um, and against British rule, there were harsh acts of repression by the British government trying to suppress all of that. And there was never time, there was never, It's not that there was never time. It seemed like there was never a good time for a royal visit because there was so much distrust between the two peoples. Um, With the signing, though, of the Good Friday Agreement and the establishment of a power sharing assembly came the end of Ireland's constitutional claim to the six counties that make up Northern Ireland. And then on her state visit, which was at the Queen's request, she could not get away from history because how are you going to walk in there and act like nothing's happened for 100 years when everything seemingly has happened for 100 years? hundred years i'm reading here from johnny diamonds article bbc.com in the garden of remembrance in the center of georgian dublin where all who fought for ireland's independence are remembered and honored the queen laid a wreath and and this was unscripted and spontaneous this was not something that was planned ahead or something they did for a photo op or anything like this the queen bowed her head to the men and women who had fought against british rule According to royal correspondent Johnny Diamond, this was an electrifying moment. At dinner that night, she would open her speech in the Irish language, which I think is really impressive. And of course, that made the Irish people like her a whole lot more than they liked her when they walked in. In that speech, then, she went on to speak the language, if not the words, of apology. This is what she said. She said, with the benefit of historical hindsight we can all see things which we wish had been done differently or not done at all. And I thought, you know, I, I read the story and it goes on to tell more about it and how, you know, much prime ministers have had struggled with what to do with the Irish problem. Um, how much even up to Boris Johnson had struggled with the Irish problem. Um, and of course, she's not the prime minister. She doesn't have the same responsibilities the prime minister did, does and did, but the prime minister also didn't have the same kind of responsibilities she did. And when she spoke the language of, I wish things had gone differently. I think that that was a remarkable moment. And I salute anyone, whether it's someone who has to say this to their spouse or a, a child that has to say it to their parent. Um, I'm sorry is a moment of possibility because the humbling of the person, whether that's me or you or the Queen of England, is something so profound that Jesus tells us that's at the heart of our relationship with him. And that's how we show we belong to him is if we're willing to put aside our pride, we're willing to actually come out and say, I did this wrong. I'm sorry. Now, the queen didn't come out and say, hey, on behalf of the you know whole history of the UK, I'm sorry. She didn't say that, but in her way and in her role, I think she did. And to me, it inspires me to think, Okay, it's not only advisable, but it is essential that we as people learn to do that. And after we've learned to do it, we keep on doing it and we keep practicing it because at the end of the I'm sorry really is an opportunity for a bigger life, a bigger space, a bigger heart. And certainly a greater relationship with God. In fact, without that, I'm sorry, without that repentant lifestyle, none of us have any hope for the future. We'll continue today in a little bit to remember the Queen of England and her uh, life and death, but... Coming up next, we're going to take a break and talk about some Pittsburgh music. I'm super, super excited to welcome Kenny Stalker to the program. He's going to be with us in just a couple minutes. You'll hear some of Kenny's absolutely terrific new music and talk to Kenny about what Pittsburgh has meant to him. That's next Friday edition. Ride home.
7: The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music
2: every weekend. With the best new music. God is in this story. New from Katie Nicole and Big Daddy Weave. God is in this story. Heart of God by Zach Williams. There's only love And new music from Stephen Curtis Chapman, Don't Lose Heart. Don't lose heart celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music 101.5 WORD
5: on the
6: weekend well it's a Friday afternoon and that means a conversation with our good friend Marsha at the Springhouse Marsha I bet you guys are cooking up something special for Grandparents Day this weekend
11: we are can you believe it's Grandparents Day already
6: I I really thought it was later in the month
11: Everything sneaks up on us in September.
6: It really does. Okay, so you've got something special planned if people want to bring their moms and dads or grandparents with them.
11: Yes, we have our annual Grandparents Day Ham and Turkey Dinner. And I don't know if you heard that uh, turkeys are a little scarce this year. You know what? (laughs) I didn't
6: hear that, Marcia. Is that true?
11: Yes, it is. We heard turkeys are going to be in arm and a leg this year. We're not excited about that, but... We're going to celebrate with ham and turkey and cabbage rolls and meatloaf and ham loaf this Sunday. We're going to have a ham and turkey dinner with all kinds of yummy homemade sides. And just like your grandparents would like, we think it'd be a great way to just honor them and bless them with a great meal and hanging out at the farm a little bit.
6: Wow. Sounds terrific. And what time does that start on Sunday, Marsh?
11: That starts at 12 and we close around 7 or whenever we can.
6: (laughs) Fantastic. And before you leave us, tell us about the flavored milks. What do you have going this week?
11: Sure. We have cotton candy this week, our coffee milk. I don't know if I told you this before, but our coffee milk is addictive. It is so amazing. It actually has three cups worth of caffeine in the one pint because it's made with nitro brew. It's so
6: yummy. Oh my gosh.
11: I, I cannot I cannot drink it past 10 in the morning or I will be seeing
6: 1 a.m. midnight. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait it's to so taste tough. that. That sounds terrific. Yeah. Anyway, that and everything else, including Grandparents Day and the Ham and Turkey Dinner, always sounds good at the Spring House. So check out more from them online, springhousemarket.com. Thanks, Marsh. Thanks,
12: Cap. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, and I'm still mad at timeshare companies. For over a decade, I've been fighting to clean up the timeshare industry, by getting folks out of bad timeshares. But after all those battles, I'm still asked, how do they sell timeshares for $25,000 when they're available online for only a dollar? Here's how they do it. They lie. They tell you things like, timeshare's a great investment. You can go anywhere, anytime, or your maintenance fees will never go up. Everything they do to get you to sign a timeshare agreement is part of a well-planned trap. If you've ever been held hostage at a timeshare presentation, and bought wesley financial group is here to help to date we've canceled timeshares for over sixteen thousand families and i guarantee you this we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing
14: call now for your free timeshare cancellation guide 800-226-8833 that's 800-226-8833
1: 800-226-8833 meet brad brad's hard at work or at least his website is Ever since he added live chat with Salem Surround, Brad's customers are getting their questions answered 24-7. Website purchases have gone up 35%, and they're over three times more likely to buy from him again. No bots, just real people helping real people. Live chat, one of the easiest, most affordable ways Salem Surround can increase your business while you do other things, or nothing at all. Ask us how at surroundpittsburgh.com.
18: And I don't know the right words to say, but don't give up. Because if you quit right now, you won't see your win. And I want to see you win. When it's all over and these flowers start to bloom, remember the words. Don't give up. So in the middle of it, right on the bridge of it, hold on to hope.
6: In his 20s, Kenny Stogard couldn't shake his calling any longer, and he left the career he was told to pursue to chase after the one he wanted, being a full-time solo musician and making songs that help people seek the good in life. Kenny Stoggart is with me on the program today. Kenny, so happy you're here. Welcome in. How are you this evening? Great. Hey. Great. Listen, I am. So, I have not heard, I had not heard any of your new music until the last week. It is so good i'm so I'm really, oh, really you. into it. I love it um but let's oh, let's not you. let's not jump into that first. I'm getting too excited. Let's walk back uh and talk <laughs> okay. about your roots um how did you okay. get into music in the first place, and what brought you to where you are?
17: yeah, I mean, I've been a musician all my life my family uh they're all musicians, and that uh, we I grew up playing in church with them and so as soon as I was able to walk or comprehend, I was a part of everything that was happening uh, musically with my family. So it's, I've always been a part of it.
6: So did you start on the piano? Did you pick up a guitar? Did you start to sing? Like what? What were the like germination actually,
17: points? Yeah, I started with voice and piano simultaneously.
6: Okay. Yeah, so
17: I started, I, I was singing and I had to play in rehearsals also, like along with the keyboard players. I kind of just sat next to him and played some of the higher notes on his uh, keyboard until I was able to play for myself on my own keyboard.
6: <laughs> okay, so when did you think, I love this? You know, was it, was it a kid thing? Was it like when you were in your 20s? I mean, when did, when did the love of it come to you?
17: Uh, I'd I say the love of it came a lot later. I think growing up, I took it for granted. You know, I, I thought everybody's family did what my family did because it was so normalized to just, like, sing around the house or just sing around family gatherings. But when I was in college, um, I joined the choir in college, and that's when I really developed a, a love and appreciation of myself for the music, and, that, and I realized how much it was helping me in my life along the way. Just like it was so therapeutic to be able to sing Mm. whenever I needed to. And so that's when it really became personal for me.
6: So what a beautiful voice you have. And it's not, yeah, it's not just the instrument, it's the style of it. Um, You know, when I hear the music, um, Your latest stuff, I mean, I think of a bunch of people. I think of, I hear, like, some snarky puppy in there, maybe a little Corey Wong, a little Earth, Wind & Fire, a little oh, man, Marvin wow. Gaye, you know, a little Bill Withers. <laughs> I mean, I know that's high praise. It probably terrifies you to hear all that. But you clearly, oh, no, I'll take it. clearly, you've had a lot of musical inst- influences. So talk about them, especially as you were growing up.
17: Yeah, my influences are vast. My mom, coincidentally, it's funny, my mom, she would only play gospel music in the car, but my uncles and aunts and grandparents would play to every other style of music. And so I, I heard a lot of, like, some of the people that you mentioned growing up, definitely Earth, Wind, and Fire, mm-hmm. and just, you know, your traditional R&B, like the Gap Band, like R&B Soul Bands, a lot of Aretha, a lot of Otis Redding. And so I grew up on a lot of that, like 60s, 70s R&B um and so all of that is in there and then when i went to college i studied classical music and so that that came into play and i don't even know what you call it now i just enjoyed making it you know
6: <laughs> and is all is the music that i'm listening to original
17: Yes, I wrote all of the uh, music for this project.
6: Wow, it's really, it's really excellent. Okay, so you're growing up, you are, you know, you've baked in all that good stuff, all the Otis Renning, Aretha, all of that. Um, when were you able to produce it yourself, though? When did you start to write music? When were you able to get up on stage yourself and sing and play? Um, and you started to come up with original ideas.
17: Yeah, I think that was about and. Uh, 13, when I moved to Pittsburgh, okay. I started uh, performing at like open mic nights and, you know, places uh, that would allow anybody to play. And I started to bring some of my newly written songs because I've always written songs, but I never shared those songs until about 2013, just after undergrad. Was that scary? Um, and, uh,. No, it was actually, like I said, very therapeutic because I I was brought into writing songs as a way to express emotion that I didn't know how to uh, communicate otherwise. Mm. And so for me, being able to share all of these very deep and uh, personal thoughts was actually really freeing. And so I found a lot of joy and freedom in sharing them.
6: So it was was therapeutic for you. Um, That's good because, you know, a lot of musicians that I know, the music becomes... Something that they need therapy because of. <laughs> <You know?
17: laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, I understand that.
6: Right, but I but, but it, ha- it hasn't been that for you.
17: No, it hasn't. I feel really blessed because I because I do recognize that it is not everybody's story. I work with you know a lot of musicians, um, and I understand that that is not the the normal thing. But I really I do understand that I'm very blessed to feel that way about it.
6: We're talking to Pittsburgh musician Kenny Stockard about some of the new music that he's producing and uh, his life growing up and how he got to where he is now. Um, Kenny, you, you took uh, a uh, sojourn into classical music for undergrad. Now, was that a weird transition for you? You grew up playing gospel. Um, you heard all the R&B stuff and then you are in a classical world. Yeah. It's, a, it's a different space.
17: It was so strange. Yeah, I, I thought it wasn't for me. You know, I thought I couldn't do it and I thought that, It just wasn't for me. And then I had wonderful uh, voice teachers and wonderful professors and just really good friends who were part of the choir. And we all just kind of together, a bunch of black kids just decided together, we're going to put all all that we have into this. And we went pretty far. Like, we we sang with uh, Opera Birmingham for their play of Aida back in uh, 2010. So it it worked out. but. It was very different, but it taught me how to read music and it taught me how to think differently about communicating. So okay. I counted it as it.
6: I admire that so much because, listen, you know, I've I've lived my life doing music and. Most people who don't learn how to read as a kid never learn how to read as an adult. You know, it just doesn't. Right. It does not happen. It's really hard. It's very, it's like, you know, yeah. it, today I decide to learn German or something. It's just going to be a, an uphill battle. Um. So, right. so really, I mean, that must have been, that must have taken a lot of fortitude.
17: It did. But you know how it is when you're like a, a part of a cohort or an internship where there's a lot of people who are experiencing these uh, these uphill difficulties with you. It's a little easier yeah, when right. it's, you know, a whole class of people. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about it. And we like my friends and I, we still laugh about it now. It's just like, you know, some of those what we would call traumatizing moments of like, you know, having to sing in front of people for the first time. Oh, my um, gosh. It's for, oh, it's horrifying, isn't it? Or, you know, oh, yeah. But it was nice because I just had really great people around me with me in it. And my family was always a phone call away. And so I could, you know, get reassurance from them too.
6: Well, your music really reflects a lot of that richness that you have um in, you know, different styles. I think it's really right. I mean, when I hear it, all of the work you're talking about makes a little more sense um at how how it's all come together. So we're gonna uh hear a clip that the Pirates ended up picking up in some of their Summer Ball. It's a really terrific song. I just picked a little clip from the end. Gary play that for us and Kenny will ask about it. I'm not sure. Could you hear that on your end, Kenny?
17: I couldn't hear it. Yeah. I heard
6: it a lot. <laughs> I, all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm sure you have. All of a sudden I was like, wait, I have a feeling that I have to hit a different button for him to hear that. Anyway, so we were playing um, we were playing like the shout part of Summertime. And it's. Oh, yeah. It's an
17: exciting part.
6: It's super fun. I, I absolutely love the song. So talk about your how that got. How, how did the pirates find out about that?
17: Uh, my management, Keystone Artist Connect, they were the guys that uh, had the, the contacts and just uh, they got to the right people and were able to pitch the song. And when uh, the guys at PNC Park heard it, they just loved it. And, uh, and I'm thankful, you know, they just have played it. Uh, a few times at, uh, for the summer games for the Pirates this year.
6: I absolutely love it. I mean, I even saw, you know, a video. I'm not sure if the Pirates produced the video um, with the music in the back. It's just really, it's such a fun song. And it really, like, captures, like, the joy of summer, especially, like, the day after Labor Day, you know, when it's just starting, you know what I mean? And you oh, just...
17: yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They, um yeah. The Pirates, actually, they did put that video together, and they sent it to us to uh, share it with us. But yeah, like, yeah, they captured that moment very well, I believe.
6: I really love it. We're talking to Pittsburgh musician Kenny Stockard. Um, Kenny, talk about Pittsburgh. You moved here in 2013. Um, were you in yeah. St. Louis before that?
17: Yes, I lived in, I'm in. I from St. Louis originally, Yeah, and I went to St. Louis uh, again between 2012 and 2013 for a year after undergrad, okay. uh, and then I moved here in uh, about August of 2013.
6: Okay, talk about your uh, what you've gained from being in Pittsburgh, what you think the city's like, how it's helped your music.
17: Yeah, it's helped me in so many ways. I think I've always thought about music as just a a tool or an asset or just like some gifting that I had, but I didn't realize I could make a career out of it until I moved to Pittsburgh. And it started off with uh, singing at open mic nights, and that turned into a couple of people giving me business cards for other gigs. And so I've always said that I'll stick around as long as there is work for me to do musically. And so I've been here for nine years now, and the work just continues to be abundant. And so I'm thankful for that. But it's also just a reminder that I feel like I am where I should be
6: right now. Isn't that terrific? um kenny you know we met you one time you were in studio with greg and rebecca sparks who've been good friends yeah. of ours for a long time um and that first day i was like who is that guy um uh yeah because Hi. your your voice was terrific and you were singing you know, like we were in the middle of a crazy makeshift studio there was a lot of construction going on here and you didn't even you just like went in and brought it it was really terrific um and so since okay. then you've done a ton of things around pittsburgh talk about the different groups that you collaborate with the different places you sing um Talk about what that kind of mix-up's been like.
17: Yeah, so I've, I have done a, a lot of very different things. Um, working with Greg and Rebecca is definitely one, one of my highlights. Uh, they are very good friends of mine, and they make uh, making music so easy. We just we come together, and it's like, you know, we could, we could not rehearse or not see each other for a little while, and we just lock right back in the first time. Uh, so that's definitely an experience that I wouldn't have had had I not moved to the city, honestly. I just randomly was walking down the street one day and I saw a sign on the sidewalk that said, Come in for church and it was the church that Greg and Rebecca led worship at and so that's how I began to work with them. And so it's from that, uh singing in open mic nights with their son Eddie and then I got into a wedding band because of that and then I started working with the Common Heart, which is a rock and roll band in the city, uh singing background for them on the road for a few years and I still worked with them intermittently. Um it's just it's been it's been kind of the thing where for whatever reason, my name is the name that is being called right now. And people are you know a- appreciating my gift and they are honoring that. And I just feel really blessed to be this conduit to be able to share some positive light and love. So, you know, I'll do anything. I I was probably an opera at some point right. because I, just, I love the music and I just want to express it Good for you. It's so, you know, it's just so cool to spend it a different way and say, oh, wow, look at that. That's still beautiful.
6: Isn't that great? And not feel like you have to guard your music as the best kind and look down on all the others.
17: Oh yeah, no, nah, it's just a matter of reach for me. Not as far. As, yep. Not as far as like better or worse. It's just like can it get close to somebody's heart?
6: Right. And isn't it great to hear that there's soul in all kinds of music, and it takes yeah. it takes a lot of time and effort to get to it. Um. And if you approach it with respect, I mean, you can just it, you know increase your in, the, how much you enjoy music exponentially, I think. Um, can Kenny, talk about that's your, great. yeah, talk about your faith and how it has impacted your music.
17: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely a believer. I believe, I believe in Jesus. Uh, I pray to him. I think uh, I, my family, I've always grown up in a Christian family, and we've always put our faith first. And it has been like the thing that has informed anything else that I've done. And so I think that's what gives me this confidence now, because I know that I didn't You know, I didn't ask to be here. I didn't try to make this happen. Things just worked out for me, and it was always very easy for me. Um, And so that's what I believe that God brought me here. And so because of that, I just feel like empowered. I feel really strengthened and encouraged to continue this because of that faith. And that's what makes it all make sense for me.
6: You should. Well, Kenny, it's been really uh, terrific to to follow up with you uh, yeah. to catch up with what's thank going you. on. And I just can't tell you how much I love what you're doing. I mean, it's thank you so much. I, I really, I can't wait. I'm going to play it for my husband tonight. He's going to love it too. I just know it. Anyway, Kenny, stay oh, in please. touch. Um, let's keep up with each yes, other absolutely. and um, let us know the next thing that's uh, coming down the pike for you.
17: Oh, definitely. Thank you. Tonight I'll be at Music on the mine on the South Side. Oh, great.
6: Thing. Music, what time is that?
17: Yeah. Uh, I'll be performing from 9 to 10. The entire event begins at 6. Up.
6: Terrific. Music on the Mon in the South Side?
17: Yep, South Side
6: works. Sounds good. That's Kenny Stockard. Kenny, terrific to talk to you. Bye. And
18: it's amazing how amazing the sun feels just right. Just fine. Just fine. Tomorrow might fail me, so let sit in. my eyes, soak it all in, it's looking like today will be my heart's name, what a friend I found, or did this friend find me, summertime makes my mind go freely, Mm, it's amazing how blazing in the sun feels just right, just fine.
13: Nothing in this world beats real-life experience. Now, of course, a lot of us have sent our kids to college. There's a lot of classroom work and theory and whatnot. But then, hopefully, there's a day where the rubber hits the road Mm -hmm. and your kid goes out and spreads wings and becomes part of the real-life environment of what it is to earn a living.
6: And prior to that, the internship is what gets you ready. Right. That's the time when you're like kind of in the work world, but not fully in the work world. Right. And you're kind of trying to test your wings and ask the questions and
13: get some guidance
6: and maybe perform well enough that you could get somebody's attention later on and maybe get a job.
13: Right. Now at Grow City College, the opportunity for internships exists Mm -hmm. and people cement themselves inside of a, a corporation. And once you graduate then I mean the possibilities are endless on campus people come to Grove City and go we know the nature the quality Mm -hmm. of these students this is an A plus we're invested in these students because we see what you produce count us in as corporate partners
6: so if that sounds interesting to you or something that might be appealing and a great thing for your child to strive for consider Grove City College look them up online gcc.edu that's Grove City College
8: As the war on Ukraine stretches into six months, the needs of displaced and refugee families continue to grow.
0: We cook on open fires, under shelling and bombs, just because if you don't, you will have nothing to eat.
8: Millions are still homeless, waiting for an end to the fighting so they can figure out what comes next. They remain in desperate need of essentials, including food. Since March, Food for the Poor and our ministry partners have shipped more than 10 million meals to displaced families. These meals have been distributed through pastors and refugee assistance centers throughout Ukraine and surrounding countries, and the help is grateful received but the need for food is ongoing so will you please consider giving a generous gift right now each meal costs just 25 cents so a little goes a long way fifty dollars will provide 200 meals 150 cents 600 please give your most compassionate gift now text send hope all one word to 91999 text send hope all one word to 91999 and we'll send you a link to give or click the help Ukraine banner at wordfm.com
7: Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
4: This is a public service announcement test from TakeMeFishing.org to determine if you need a fishing license and boat registration before heading out on the water. Let us begin. Are you a bear? Do you have a beak? Do you have plumage? Please tell me you answered no, which means you need to get a fishing license and have your boat registered because it helps local conservation efforts protect the very natural resources you enjoy boating and fishing in for generations to come. Do your part at TakeMeFishing.org. We'll see a moonlit sky for tonight with areas of late night fog. Expect a nighttime low of 62. Tomorrow, areas of morning fog, otherwise sunshine giving way to clouds, will reach a high tomorrow of 78. Tomorrow night, considerable clouds with occasional rain late at a low of 63. Sunday, cloudy skies with a couple of showers will reach a high Sunday of 75. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
6: There are a lot of negatives about social media. I think we've talked about that a lot. I know that that's uh, part of your everyday reality. But there are also some positives. And one of the positives is um, that you hear about things that happen within like friends of friends or family members of friends or whatever it is, gives us an opportunity to pray for people um, to help out. You know, I've contributed to countless GoFundMes based on people who are in situations related to sickness or loss of job or uh, injury. Um, And anyway, I heard about Eliza Fletcher last week. Um, because she went to a church with some friends of mine. I'd never met Eliza Fletcher, never heard of her name before, um, but she came across my Facebook feed, I think it was, um, because she had been killed. She was 34 years old, a kindergarten teacher, and a mother of two really young kids. Um, She went out running in the pre-dawn last Friday in Memphis, and she was abducted and killed. And um, I was... So incredibly sad to read this story when it came across my feed, but happy today to hear that thousands of runners rallied all around our country to finish uh, the run that Eliza Fletcher started. Um, The runs were organized as a tribute to her, and um, I think we all recognize, those of us who've been walkers or runners or whatever it is, that if you're a woman, it's scary to work out alone, whether you're in a gym or you're running outside or walking outside or whatever it is. And um, crime stats show that very few women are killed the way Eliza Fletcher was killed in Memphis. Um, but a lot of women are harassed and it's a difficult situation to be in. Um, And so I was happy to read that in response to all of this, groups of runners decided to, quote, finish Eliza's run in the pre-dawn darkness this morning. Uh, This is a week after her slaying. Uh, Many wore pink tops and purple shorts in her honor. Groups ran in Memphis, in Nashville, in Chattanooga, in a ton of other cities and towns across the country. Um, There was a website where people could log their runs. Um, They were dedicated to the event. In Boston, a group of about 40 People gathered at 4 a.m. today to hold a moment of silence and then ran a 5K along the Charles River in her honor. Um, the man who killed her is in custody and um, will face charges of kidnapping, um, tampering with evidence in connection to her disappearance and, of course, first degree murder. Um And there, you know, I would just ask you to pray for Eliza Fletcher's husband and her two young kids, uh, her students and um, all her mom and dad, all the people who love her and are dealing with this uh, unbelievable situation. Um, But thank goodness that her name already is remembered and um, she's being remembered as someone who loved to run, who loved her kids and her husband and who loved her students. Much more to come on today's Ride Home. Coming up next, it is the Week in Review. We're going to talk about what I listened to, talked about, heard about. Much more to come.
7: 101.5 WORD.
2: Where things are really cooking, as well as baking, frying, and grilling. Got a favorite recipe you'd like to share?
11: A long-time favorite family recipe.
2: It could win you a $1,000 dollars William sonoma shopping spree. If you love being around a hot stove...
11: Being in the kitchen, cooking, I really love that. Enter
2: the Your Favorite Recipe Sweepstakes today. Not only could you win lots of new cookware and cutlery, but your recipe could be published. Just go to wordfm.com slash yummy. That's wordfm.com slash yummy.
6: I love seeing the transformation of a smile.
1: There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock. Voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row.
6: You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life. For a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile.
1: Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Looking for quality patio furniture made right here in the USA? Hearth and Home Furnishings in are offers one of the largest selections of American-made wicker, cast aluminum, and marine-grade polymer pieces designed to bring comfort and style to your living space. From casual to sophisticated, seating for 2 to 10 in dozens of finishes and hundreds of fabrics made to endure season after season. Hearth and Home Furnishings, family-owned since 1978 at HearthandHomePA.com.
9: I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now.
1: The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives.
9: We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life.
1: Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at
2: EdenChristianAcademy.org. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar-integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412 744 90 or visit Bachman'sroofing.com.
7: Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey, 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
14: Have you mixed your pain meds, your sleep meds, your allergy meds? Call the Poison Helpline. Has your child eaten a tube of toothpaste, a chip of paint, a wild mushroom? Call the Poison Helpline. Have you been bitten by a spider, a snake, an insect? Call the Poison Helpline. Poisonings can happen at the home, on the job, or in the great outdoors. Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call one 800 222 222, anytime, anywhere. one Save the number, save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. It's been another week. That
4: means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week?
6: I don't think that's much of a contest there. I think everybody was talking about the death of Queen Elizabeth II.
4: What was a conversation that
6: made you think? Oh, I'm a little... I have to give it a tie this week. Uh, The first one that came to mind was our conversation on Monday uh, at 440 with Dr. Tim Muehlhoff, professor of communication at Biola University. We talked about uh, Matt Chandler's decision to step away from his pulpit. Matt Chandler is a pastor who serves a pretty large congregation in Dallas. And uh, Matt Chandler has a pretty big YouTube presence as well. And he stepped away from his role uh, because of some correspondence which hasn't really been labeled we're not really sure what he or others thought was wrong with it. Uh, it was not romantic or sexual he said but it was with a woman and because of the volume of it or some of the language that was used or something that I really can't determine anyway he stepped away from his pulpit uh Tim Muehlhoff from Biola came on to talk about that um but something important that Tim said he said that uh the Lit Eugene Peterson said that the most damaging thing to a person's soul is public speaking. It was a really interesting conversation. So if you missed that, um, please check out our podcast. I also want to highlight the conversation, though, in today's 4 o'clock hour with Stephen Mansfield, New York Times bestselling author. We talked about um, Queen Elizabeth II, her life, and uh, the kinds of changes that she saw in the U.K. over uh, the course of her life, and a lot of important moments from her reign. Both important, both interesting conversations. You can find them both on our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, The Ride Home with John and Kathy.
4: What did you eat?
6: If you're from Pittsburgh and you have not uh, availed yourself of Woolies Fish Market on Penn Avenue in the Strip, I'm not sure what you're waiting for, but um, I have to say I'm at Woolies every week, but this week uh, I got, this is going to sound like an ad. It's not an ad. I just want you to know I went down and bought salmon and the salmon was so delicious. I bought the salmon Wednesday and I made it Wednesday night for two friends, um, Brandy and Bethany. It was so good that I went back the next day and bought it again and made the same thing Thursday night for my husband and I. I mean, I just I love Woolies. Sam is a good friend. I I love the whole thing down there, but just treat yourself and go get some good fish.
4: What did you watch?
6: I'm so stuck in for all mankind. This is an a, a show produced by Apple. And it's about the space program. But it's one of those alternate history shows so that it takes um, the very beginning of man on moon. But instead of the U.S. getting there first, uh, Russia gets there first. And so the whole show is what would it have been like if America wouldn't have won that and, and in their alternate reality, the space race just explodes, and it's just unbelievable innovation after innovation, and Russia's doing this, and then America decides they have to do this, and then because America did that, Russia decides they have to do this. And, I mean, it's, there is some drama. There's a little bit of a soap opera element that shows up as the show goes along, especially in the third season. But I will tell you, the first season I just think is so Excellent for anybody who's interested in the space program. um, It is just, I think you're absolutely going to love it. And the way they integrated actual clips from history into the show, into their alternate timeline is just super interesting. So check out For All Mankind.
4: What hacked you off?
6: See, I went from a happy thing, what did you watch, to like, what hacked you off? Listen, the the CMU professor, I'm not even going to say her name, who had to go off on Twitter yesterday about queen elizabeth and colonialism and monarchy and everything i mean this is what the problem is we are as a people we are commodifying our suffering whatever has been a a, whatever violence has been visited upon us whether ourselves our families our nation whatever it is We are turning that into some kind of capital that we can use to berate people or bury people or insult people within an inch of their lives. And somehow that makes us feel better about ourselves. That is that it's a sick approach. It will rot our souls because Jesus told us that the only way forward is to forgive. That is the only way forward. So regardless of our background, and I know that I'm saying this as a white woman, I get that. So I'm putting that out on the table. But I also know that if Jesus told us that the way forward is through forgiveness and reconciliation, then that is our only way forward. It cannot be through making the absolute most of what we've suffered.
4: What was the best news you heard this week?
6: Well, those of us in the Ride Home family are in the process of sending a ton of love and care to refugees all across Ukraine through Food for the Poor, and uh, we did a campaign the last couple of days. We had uh, uh, so many of you uh, decided to give and give generously, and the campaign's still going on, so you can go online to wordfm.com if you want to give there, but I just want to say um, that with all of the horrible news, and there was more horrible news today from Ukraine, uh, it, it just it consoles me to think that there's still good being done and that evil has not won the day yet uh, and that we still have an opportunity to give. So that was the best news I heard this week. We're sending what we can and we're making a difference where we can.
3: What have you been listening to?
6: All right. Well, in um, after the death of Queen Elizabeth, I started pulling out you know, uh, great stuff by British musicians. And there are so many of them. I mean, you know, you could spend the next, you know, year listening to British musicians only. Um, but this one popped to mind early this morning. I was, I was up getting ready for the show and this song came into my head and it's, um, it's performed by two of Britain's favorite sons, Eric Clapton and Steve Winwood, And they're, they're great on their own, but they're even better on this together. Um, so check out the presence of the Lord. I
11: before you all.
12: Big on new blinds. Blindster.com offers custom made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Shop Blindster now and save 45% off any order. Just use code radio. Offer and soon shop today. Blindster.com. You know, it's true.
1: Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. No doubt. This is why so many people are joining Metashare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly healthcare costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with healthcare costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 29 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 844-45-BIBLE.
13: That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. You've all helped build My Pillow into this amazing company. And now, Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. Hey, this is John Hall. The Percale and Giza Dream Bedsheet sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale for as low as $29.98 with our listener promo code. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream Sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. These come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call one 800 391 954 Use promo code Word. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square and use promo code Word. This offer will not last long. So order now with promo code Word at mypillow.com for this radio exclusive offer on all bed sheets. For the
5: best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit
14: mypillow.com. MTS stands for Master of Theological Studies. And it's a two-year degree
1: for those who want to just deepen in their theological knowledge. With an MTS degree from RPTS, you can be ready for whatever God calls you to. Uh, We have three areas of
8: concentration, biblical counseling, biblical studies, either the Old or the New Testament. You can also do one in doctrinal or historical studies. Learn how to get
1: your Master of Theological Studies degree entirely online at rpts.edu. RPTS, study under pastors. We
5: are everywhere.
7: On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the WordFM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
6: Toward a terrific weekend. I've said terrific a lot today. Guess I must be feeling optimistic. It's going to be a great weekend, though, in Pittsburgh. Radical Days 2022 begins today and continues through October 16th. There are going to be more than 75 free events at more than 65 Allegheny County entities that get regional asset district funding. Uh, there's free admission, free performances. Uh, check out short films from Real Abilities Pittsburgh Festival. You can get tours of the convention center. Uh, Alphabet Trail and Tales, which is at Frick Park's Blue Slide Playground, which i uh, absolutely love two performances of the pittsburgh clo musical you're a good man charlie brown at the backyard at eighth and Penn downtown uh, you can find out all the information that's going to be going on for the next i don't know what is it like 30 days um so check that out at radworks Um also a fair in the park that's that annual um fine art fine craft festival that's uh, Mellon Park in Shadyside. Um, hours are 1 to 7 today, 10 a.m. to 7 Saturday, 10 to 5 Sunday. Um, lots of national artists who work in wood and jewelry, glass, leather. Um, that's a ton of fun there. Uh, you also get uh, music, food, art demonstrations. There's activities for kids, scavenger hunt, all that. Check out CraftsmansGuild.org for that. Uh, Pocket Change, the instrumental pop and jazz trio at Chiapino tonight, 7 to 10 p.m., That's uh, Eric Emmons, Suba Das, and Kurt Lawrence. Um, Also, MC Jazz and Kente Arts Alliance are teaming up for Jazz Weekend on the north side. You can check out Brian Simpson and Jackie Joyner at 7.30 tonight at Manchester Craftsman's Guild at the Concert Hall. Also, Katherine Russell, 7.30 p.m. tomorrow at the New Hazlitt Theater. That sounds like fun. Uh, 31st Pittsburgh Irish Festival has a three-day weekend run at the Kerry Blast Furnaces. Uh, that's in Rankin. And that's 4 to 11 today, 11 to 11 tomorrow, 9 to 5 Sunday. And you can learn, and I want to see you learn, Irish step dance. I mean, that's like you could burn some serious calories there. They're also going to feature Irish music, storytelling, sports demos, cultural demos. There's going to be a genealogy pavilion. What does that mean? You're going to go in with a blood sample and they're going to like tell you who you're related to. I mean, what could that possibly be? Uh, Dogs marketplace. There is an adult beverage tasting area. Also food vendors. Um, If you're interested uh, either in the Irish uh, culture or you're Irish yourself, there's going to be leprechauns landing, which is going to offer kids arts, crafts, music and games. There's an Irish mass scheduled for 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. Also, advance ticket purchase for that is recommended at Pittsburgh. That's PGH Irish Fest.org. I want to thank the Pittsburgh Tribune Review for uh, assembling all of that information so that we can look forward to all this stuff and find out where we're going this weekend in Pittsburgh. I also want to send out my thanks to so many of you who um, were part of the Food for the Poor campaign to help those refugees who really need a hand up in Ukraine right now. Uh, Food for the Poor has a ton of people who are on the ground. They have over 300 pastors in their network and those pastors are aware of people who've had to leave their homes who have lost access to basic facilities and just to be honest with you just really need food um over the next month or so and so we're so happy that food for the board's been a friend of ours for as long as they have that we love them that we trust them and that they're already doing good work with partners in ukraine so if you want to be a part of our campaign we'd love to have you so go online to wordfm.com click on the banner at the top of the page you'll see the blue and gold ukrainian flag and give your best gift Thanks so much everybody. Have a terrific, a great, a good, whatever weekend in Pittsburgh. See you back here. John and
4: Kathy, a production of Salem
0: Media Group.